Hey guys, welcome to My Depressed Christian Life, a podcast devoted to helping you find life in depression. I'm Lee Lumley, and I am the depressed Christian. My life is, um, let's just say interesting. I have a lot of ups, I have a lot of downs. I'm bipolar type 2, so most of the time it's down. Uh, But I do have some up moments as well. Uh, But my life, even though it's great, I can look at my life and just see wonderful things that happen. Um, At the same time, I still struggle with depression, and it's really confusing because I can go through times when I just, everything's going right and everything's wonderful, and then within 24 hours, I'm depressed and I'm struggling emotionally. And uh, I'm going to read you an article about one of those times recently, uh, a time when I had my daughter and we had a wonderful weekend and uh, was just feeling really good. But then as soon as I dropped her off with her mother and I was on my way back home, I started feeling myself go into a depression. So I'm going to read you an article real quick called When Time With My Daughter Leads to Depression. I always love the weekends when my daughter comes to see me. On the ride home, she spends much of the time talking 90 to nothing. It is as if to catch up on the weeks of not seeing me. I honestly believe, were I to count them, less than a 100 words in the first hour are mine. That is not a problem for me, because I love it. Being lovers of music, our rides are filled with her holding my phone and being the digital DJ. We sing along to those songs at the top of our lungs, purposely off-key, of course. You can also count on the bobblehead, chicken neck, and headbanging to come out. One of my favorite times during the weekend is when I cook dinner. She sits at the bar and we listen to music. During this time, we cut up and talk. Of course, she is also multitasking Snapchat videos to her friends the entire time. But I make sure to photobomb them occasionally. This is a great joy for me, as well as healing, but the weekend also brings sadness. I find myself at times worrying that she does not really want to see me, and is waiting with bated breath for the day she no longer has to make the trips. I know this is not true, but my insecurities and fear of abandonment constantly whisper it in my ear. There is also a feeling of inadequacy when she talks of trips she takes with her family, because of my financial struggles since the divorce and inability to do nice things with the kids. I also find myself getting jealous when she talks of her interactions with her stepfather. Do not get me wrong. I am grateful she loves him and that he cares for her, but it is sad knowing that another man gets to spend more time with my kids than I do. The knowledge that he finds out about her exciting moments before I do tears me apart and further reminds me of my failures. But the worst part for me is the drive home. Many times those three and a half hours are filled with sadness, and this past weekend was one of those times. I was already not feeling well and can tell I had a sinus infection coming on. I felt fatigued, irritable, and probably was not very good company. When I dropped her off and headed home, it got worse. Many times when I'm not in a depressed season, I will spend the ride home listening to preaching or praying. This day I longed to pray on the way home, so I started doing so. As I was praying, I attempted to offer the sacrifice of praise in an attempt to defy my emotions, but this did not last long. Instead, I began pleading with God to restore my relationship with my son. 
It was then the tears began to fall and my faith failed. The feelings of hopelessness set in for the long haul. My car could not drive fast enough to get me back to Dublin, and when I did get home, I went straight to bed. Several hours later, I woke up and spent the rest of the night streaming a show on my iPad. This is my go-to when I want to numb the pain of my sadness. That day, I had an epiphany. I am essentially a hermit. I don't always allow people into my life for honest, deep relationships. My daughter is the only one I do feel deeply connected to. But when I drop her off, I know that for the next couple of weeks, or possibly a month since she lives so far away, I will be completely alone, with the exception of when I go to work or church. I come home every day to an empty house. Many times I walk in the door and sarcastically say, Honey, I'm home, in an attempt to act like it doesn't bother me. But it really does. There are many things which increase the occurrences and intensity of depression. Relational conflicts, grief, fear, among other things. But I believe, at least for me, loneliness and social isolation are the most common. I recently watched a video by Dr. Stephen Ilardi, the author of The Depression Cure. And he said one of the biggest causes of depression is social isolation, and the cure to that is to get more FaceTime. Not the iPhone FaceTime, but real face-to-face -face interaction. It is a vicious cycle, a which came first, the chicken or the egg situation. The problem is, depression causes us to withdraw from interactions with others, whether it is because of fear of judgment or being too exhausted to put on a false front so others won't see the truth that we are depressed, we retreat into our shell like a hermit crab, hiding from a possible predator. I work in ministry, and am surrounded by men who love me and who have godly wisdom. These men can come alongside me and help me through my depression. They try to, but I keep them at arm's length, afraid to open up for a real relationship, afraid of them realizing how screwed up I really am and abandoning me as has happened in the past. This is something I know must change in order to find life in depression. The thought of seeking deeper relationships scares me to death, but I know it is vital to surviving as a depressed Christian. So I go through life wishing for people around me, while not allowing myself to truly be known. Yet, the vulnerability of letting others in my life is desperately needed and healing will always be out of reach without it. The question is, will I take the chance? I wonder how many people have found themselves in that same situation where they are longing for that connection. They are longing for the one-on-one -on -one FaceTime connection, that, that moment when you're able to be face-to-face -face and be able to talk to an actual person, especially right now during COVID with things that have been so crazy with all the lockdowns and and social distancing. I wonder how many people have just longed for that, but yet at the same time it scared them to death because they are so afraid of opening up. I know I'm not the only one. I hear it all the time. I hear people talk about how they're scared to open up because of past hurts, because of their fears. Um, maybe they've been abandoned in the past, especially as someone who suffers from mental illness. Maybe they've been abandoned by someone that 
was very special to them, and so now they feel like they are not good enough for anyone. But yet we do have to open up to others. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, God said about Adam, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And that doesn't just apply to Adam, but it also applies to us. It's not good for us to be alone. And so we must push through that fear, push through that that apprehensiveness so that we can open up to people and have godly relationships in our life. That's the only way we are going to make it. Hey guys, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love for you to become a patron of mine. I'd love for you to become a supporter of mine through Patreon. You can find my page at www.patreon.com forward slash my depressed Christian life. And you can join up and support monthly with as little as $3 a month. And by doing this, it allows me to have time to be able to write these articles and and do the editing and, and everything that goes along with it, which to be honest with you, takes quite a while to do. And the great thing is you'll get some benefits. Also, I'm working on something I'm very excited about. It's called the ABCs of Finding Life in Depression. It is 26 biblical principles that begin with each letter of the alphabet. And it is something that will allow us as depressed individuals to be able to not only live life, but to live it victoriously, even in the midst of depression. And as a patron of mine, you would have access not only to this list of principles, but you'll also have access to the audio as well as written devotionals that come along with it. So again, I would love it if you would take a few moments and go to patreon.com slash mydepressedchristianlife and sign up for the monthly support. Hey, if you enjoyed this article, I'd love for you to go to our Facebook page and uh, use the hashtag time with my daughter and just let me know what you think about the article. If there's anything that you just resonated with, let me know about it. Let's start up a conversation. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the My Depressed Christian Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll look forward to seeing you next time. God bless. God bless.